And now, Control-Alt-Delete with Mitch Jaw. Brought to you by Richard LaPointe of CIBC Wood Gundy. Richard LaPointe can always be reached at 847-6324. Mitch Joel is on the phone this morning. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, sir. I think you should uh, use that as my last name, too. It'd be great. What's that? Mitch. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm Italian. I know how to pronounce it. I just, I like to give Melissa a hard time a little bit. I like it. <laughs> Joel is a little easier on a Monday morning. <laughs> True. Uh, Mitch, uh, let's uh, start with uh, this uh, story that you, I don't know what this, what this means, but it certainly is interesting. An article in Atlant in the Atlantic pointing out that all of these companies uh, that uh, millennials uh, are using, not just millennials, but I use them too, uh, are uh, great companies, but um, Wall Street doesn't have much good to say about them. Explain. Well, less about Wall Street, more about the realities of their economics. There was a great article in The Atlantic by an amazing uh, journalist called Derek Thompson, and the title of the article was The Millennial Urban Lifestyle is About to Get More Expensive. And the quote that really sort of popped out at me was this. If you wake up on a Casper mattress, work out with a Peloton before breakfast, Uber to your desk at a WeWork, order DoorDash for lunch, take a lift home and get dinner through Postmates, you've interacted with seven companies that will collectively lose nearly $14 billion this year. If you use Lime scooters to bop around the city, download WAG to walk your dog and sign up for Blue Apron to make a meal, that's three more brands that have never recorded a dime in earnings or have seen their valuations fall by more than 50% recently. And it's this sort of staggering indictment of the reality of business. And again, I think Wall Street and the market capitalization of these companies is somewhat detached from the reality of these businesses. Because you have these businesses that, let's say, will provide you with all these fresh ingredients to make a meal. And people stick with it for, let's say, three to four months. And that makes it about three or $400. And then you look at the actual business operations, and it's costing them five, sometimes $600 to acquire a new customer as it goes out the bottom. And anybody with some decent math can look at that and go, so what's going on here? And the answer is, well, these market capitalizations and valuations have gotten out of control. These business models are very, very hard to scale and grow. It's hard to keep customers. And what we may be seeing is twofold. One is these companies will go away and show that they just don't have a business model to be valuable. We're seeing a bit of an implosion here with WeWork as, as we sort of speak. Or the other side of it is these products have to be a lot more expensive. Uber has to be more expensive. DoorDash and Peloton have to be more expensive for them to make money. And that's going to create some, some kind of reconciliation with customers around the world, people like you and I who want to have these amazing services but don't want to pay a whole bunch of money for them. How is Uber not making money when Friday night I paid twice of what I was supposed to pay because of, you know, what do they call that? Pricing? Sir. Surge, Sur- surge, yeah, surge charge. Yeah. One one point nine surcharge on Friday when I took an Uber. Yeah, that happens, right? There's yeah. not a lot of drivers. There's yeah. bad weather. There's more more pressure to have drivers, so they can use their algorithms and technology to basically say this ride at this moment in time is worth more. And and and, and, and they're still not making money. There's a lot of technology. There's a lot of investing, and there's a lot of hype and and, and advertising and marketing behind making these companies truly successful. So, what what's going to bring these companies down, Mitch? If you're not making any money, when do people stop investing, and what what brings these companies down? When do these companies go under? 
Well, take a look at what's happening right now with WeWork, and you're seeing it happen right now where people are realizing that perhaps there was way too much bullish behavior happening there. And what happens is you have a correction. You've seen it even with Uber. They were growing at a crazy scale. They bought in a new CEO, and they're trying to optimize, and they're removing some services, adding others. And they also do some nefarious things, and Uber would be a great example of that. The Washington Post last week talked about how uh, in all of the sort of lawsuits and things that happen against Uber, people get into accidents, people get hurt tragically, and unfortunately this happens in, in, in many transportation businesses, that the company is basically coming out and saying, we don't have any drivers, which makes you sort of look at it sideways and go, huh? And they consider the drivers people who are outsourced and third-party providers. And this is, to a certain degree, trying to absolve them of any responsibility towards things like insurance and liability. Things like that will bring uh, the company's you know, ability to make money closer to becoming a reality because they don't have employees, according to them. Well, I just, like I said, I, it's, I mean, Uber's been at it for a long time now. I, I, I don't understand what the, uh, uh, you know, how, how long does... How how far does this elastic stretch before it breaks? Yeah, I mean, the, the, look, Amazon spent years, if not close to decades, making money, just not necessarily turning a profit. Right. I think there's a difference between making money and turning a profit and people feeling like one day this could happen. More and more what you're seeing in these IPO, these initial public offering filings, is these companies saying things like, and just to be forewarned, we may never actually turn that type of profit. And as, as crazy as that sounds, that's their own way of covering their hides so that they may, if something should happen, avoid things like litigation. So the markets are very, very different from what's happening at a business level. And these companies are making money. Sorry, they are generating revenue. They're not necessarily making a lot of money. So do you think what's going to happen is Uber will be become twice as expensive or DoorDash is going to have to become twice as expensive? And then when that happens... Do people walk away from it? Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's the only way to do it. I think they could cut services. I think they could lean back on technology. I think they can cut in other areas to make sure that they can hit some type of profit margin that makes it, makes, makes it accessible not just to the markets, but to, but to being a, a healthy and, and running business. This is not, by the way, something that is strictly reserved for tech companies. Right. Every business owner that we know, they bring in stock, they bring in all sorts of stuff in marketing, and they're just hopeful that customers come. This is the challenge of business. They're just seeing it really at scale. Okay. Uh, tell me about uh, the uh, new AirPods, 250 bucks a pair. Any good? Well, we're hearing about this, and I, I recently had a text from a friend because I travel so much asking me about which noise-canceling headphones I use because I swear by them, and I think that they're great. And I told them that I like the certain type of Bose headphones are the ones that I've been using a lot lately. And then, of course, out comes the news that uh, Apple, which has been threatening new AirPods for a while, apparently just through the rumor mill, it says that they may be coming sooner than later. It, uh, when they say sooner or later, it could be any moment in time for the holiday season is what some people are saying. They're feeling that they won't be just AirPods Gen 2. These will be called AirPods Pro. They're going to have a bit of a different look to them, which is one aspect of it. It'll sort of cover the ear a little bit more. And part of the logic in terms of what the rumor mill is saying is because these will include noise cancellation technology. Now, if you know anything about this technology, it's not easy to make work. And it's, it's even harder to make work in a small little sort of form factor like a little earbud. Uh, but apparently Apple has solved for this and that there will be these very sophisticated noise-canceling technologies. But with that, yeah, it comes the price. And what, 
we're seeing right now, and again, there's no sort of formal announcement from Apple yet, is that $250 U.S. may in fact be the price. But again, for great noise-canceling headphones, that's not so crazy. That's not really out of range. It's out of range for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but your noise-canceling is a luxury. I mean, yeah, you have to yeah be absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, track absolutely anything. This is your app of the week. My favorite story about Jerry Seinfeld is the fact that he loves to be like a, like he says, like a construction worker. You know, he sits down at his desk at eight and he writes every single day jokes. And he has this big calendar on the wall and he circles it in red every day that he writes a joke. And what he tells people is the objective is to never break the chain. Always keep that chain going. And that sort of thinking around being efficient and building a good ritual and daily habit is not just for Jerry Seinfeld. It's, it's for everybody. And there's this great little app called Tally, the Anything Tracker, that allows you to basically put in anything. So if, let's say, you want to jog every morning, go for a walk every morning, read for 15 minutes, you can put all of this into the app and just track if you're doing it. It could be how many glasses of water you drink, whatever it is that you're sort of dealing with. At least you can centralize if you're in a world full of diet apps and motivation apps and all this stuff. I thought it was kind of nice to be able to put in the sort of daily things that you want to improve on and see how you're tracking against all of them, not just one. So it's called Tally, the Anything Tracker, and it's a freemium. So you get a couple things free, but then if you want the full bore of it, you got to pay for it. Tally, T-A-L-L-Y. Okay, Mitch, thanks very much. We'll talk to you next week. Next Monday for the Big 50. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Thanks.